Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, you guys. Welcome to the Steel Wars live call-in show. I am comedian Steel Saunders, and I do love Star Wars and technical faults because mm-hmm. we have had a crazy time trying to... There's Blog Talk's having a bit of a glitch today. Uh, the good people at Blog Talk Radio, um, they need to make their power a little bit more <laughs> immeasurable, I think. But we'll, we, we've got, I, I think, uh, maybe a, a 10 or 15-minute blooper reel consisting of an amazing book review <laughs> in the middle of that by my co-host today from Australia via LA, all about that geek bomb life. Welcome back to the podcast, Maud Garrett. My goodness, thank you so much. I tell you, I'm not sure I'm entirely going to forgive you for what just happened, but um, I doggy paddled my way through that deep end. (laughs) Oh, no, you were doing amazing. It was quite your mind became a real open book there for a while. You were, you were really just voicing what you were thinking. And some of what you were thinking was not safe for work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also realized that my warm up and, you know, to get into the, the zone, I liked to impersonate Forrest Whitaker, a.k.a. Saul Guerrero, doing a bit of pork <laughs> which everyone uh, who was on time managed to listen to. So there you go. Fun fact was, about Maud. I was on time. I was I was here 15 minutes ago, and I couldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I thought everything was fine. I don't know what's going on. I'm normally the the rock of the show, but we will be taking your call. So if you are listening live, the call in number is. If you're in America, you can just dial the number on your mobile. If you're international, it's best to call in via. Skype, a lot more cost effective and you just add a plus one to the number so little the little Skype boffins know to send the call to America where the blog talk malfunctioning studios are virtually held and the number is so add a plus one if you're out of the country 646-668-8360 and some hot talking points for the podcast, apart from book reviews, is that uh, LA gets the Lucasfilm Narrative Museum. That is good news for me and you, Maud. Uh, we've got a new half season of Rebels yes. premiered with the uh, the double episode last Saturday. And Woody Harrelson is in that Han Solo film, but... More recently, very recently, actually, just uh, maybe in the last couple of hours, StarWars.com has updated with a statement regarding new rumours. And uh, the internet is a bit a flutter, as normal. But the internet, when, is, when was the last time the internet wasn't a flutter, Maud? 
My goodness. About anything, there's speculations, there's times to mourn. It all happens on the internet. It all happens really quickly. I've got the statement up here in front of me, and I know that the original tweet that I'd seen in a Twitter timeline had been deleted, I think because they were jumping on a rumor and publishing it and stating it as true. But, of course, you just need to check your facts. But StarWars.com has come forward saying, look, we don't normally respond to fan or press speculation, but there is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess or General Leia Organa. Carrie Fisher was, is, and always will be part of the Lucas family. She was our princess, our general, and most importantly, or more importantly, our friend. We are still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leia and will always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. I applaud the statement. I also, funnily enough, it does fit in with what I would like to see happen. I, I think restraint is the key. Where, where do you stand on this one, Maud? I think uh, people are just going into a little bit of a, a panic almost because they're like, but what now, what now? Um and I think it is smart for Star Wars to shut down that rumour. Uh, apparently, she had filmed all of her scenes for Episode Eight. Uh, what I know about Episode Eight is that she does play quite a big role in there. Um, the fact that the rumour was making her CGI, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I actually wasn't necessarily a fan of the CGI Tarkin. So, yeah, I'm probably not the best person to talk to about this. But you know what? Like, yeah. Poor thing. It's been so soon. I, I, Just simmer down. Yeah. I think the the rumour came from a BBC report that maybe got a few of the facts wrong. This is what happens when you get sort of like a mainstream press report on Star Wars, and which actually sends just shivers of terror through me about what else they get wrong. But sometimes they just, they put a few, you know, facts together and they sort of jumble them up. And I think maybe they were talking about how, um, or maybe they got the reports about how Lucasfilm had gone to Peter Cushing's estate to get uh, permission and blessing. And, and I don't know, if obviously there's maybe some sort of financial agreement uh, that they came to about that. And I think, like, because there's a CGI Carrie Fisher in the same film as Tarkin and then the death came just after... I, I think maybe there was a little bit of a mishmash of facts there and then the BBC put out this report and then that report is then, you know, because it's in a mainstream paper or a mainstream press, it is then circulated around the world and then fans sort of work on, you know, the BBC said it. So, because I, I sometimes see in the Herald Sun here in Australia, they, you know, there'll be like, you know, for instance, like the Woody Harrelson announcement, and then they might just confuse a few points here and I, there sort of thing. I agree with you, and I just think not to bring up politics, but this is the worst time to kind of just keep adding to fake news. I don't think it was fake news. I think it was confused news. It Tell was, that to uh, anyone that said fake news once in their life ever. <laughs> but not I, to get political. Um, I think we just really need to kind of just let, let this settle down a little bit and let Star Wars and Lucasfilm and Disney kind of um, figure out what, what next moves they will take with this. But I think that at the moment, like, we just need to let her, we just need to mourn still. Like, it's just been so soon. Like, stop worrying. Obviously, it's going to be okay eventually. Just let that happen. And BBC, you just wanted to break a story and you shouldn't have. Yeah, I I don't, 
I don't like fault people for pondering it or, you know, like fans writing, you know, tweeting, asking, you know, sort of wondering about it out loud or podcasts and stuff. But I, I think it's, I, I think Lucasfilm did the perfect thing with just putting out the statement and here it is. Because it is, you know, it is something that people are going to wonder about and there's going to be, um, you know, whether it's uh, on purpose or not, uh, misinformation or misreporting out there. Now it is settled. They covered all their bases. They said Princess and General Leia. Yeah. Um, it does, you know, it does leave the window open that perhaps someone else might take the role. Who knows? The statement covers CGI. But as I've said a few times on the podcast, hard decisions. I, I do not envy them having to work out what to do because... There's a lot of wrong ways to do it, and there might not be a perfect right way to do it. So uh, let's go to a call. Hopefully this works out. 714, who are you and where are you calling from? Hey, oh, Stuart, no. Patrick. Sorry, how'd you mute oh, Pat- Thanks, buddy. Um, oh, did you want to chat? Are you just listening in? I got a question. Patrick Bonfresco, who's doing show notes, as we speak, while I say this, he's writing this down. Still, very, very meta mentions the show notes as they're getting right. These oh, no, show notes did are, you... It's... Pato, were you writing down all my horse shit as well? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. No! No! Oh, no! That's capital B-O-R space G-U-L-L. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, uh, if you'd like me to post your Lost Stars review to Amazon, just let me know. Oh, that's great. Yeah, it's like, um, was it? Oh, help me. Help me, chat. Um, was it uh, this place? I'm so sorry, everyone. I just feel like I have to apologize a lot now. You did a bang-up job, Maud. We won't have any of that uh, negative talk. Patrick, what, what's on your mind, my man? So just for fun, Lucasfilm is having their, their big meeting this month to talk about the future, and if either of you could be in the room, what would you tell them? Tell oh, Kathleen, wow. tell, tell Pablo, who, who are we talking to in said room? Who have we got access to? I think it's oh, everybody. They're, they're all, they're they're all, all in there, there Maud. You've got, you've, got, you've got Brian Johnson, you'd have uh, Colin Trevorrow, Pablo, Matt Martin might be in there. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's quite a... I, I would... You know, who wouldn't want to hear that conversation? I, I, I don't know. I, I, all I want is ignite the green. So I'm just like, <laughs> is he turning on that lightsaber in episode eight or what? All right, you're saving it for episode nine then? All right, as long as you're doing it. Promise me. Promise me. What about you, Maud? I'd take off Dave Filoni's hat. <laughs> <laughs> just first, just be like, is it rude to wear a hat inside, mate? Um, <laughs> you, you can't leave your hat on. <laughs> um, I'd, I mean, I'd love to voice a character in Rebels, and I don't know how I would get around asking that in a question instead of sounding threatening and demanding. I'd give Kathleen a high five. I think she's been doing a great job. This is about episode eight. I don't know. I don't know what I would ask. I would just be so thrilled to be in the room. Well, I'm, the looking, rest- for, I'm looking for more than what would you ask, but... They give you a seat at the table while they map out everything post-episode 9. What would you tell them to do? 
Oh, this is bad of me. It's, it's the first thing that came into my mind. Excuse me. Oh, my. What do you think that is? Is that a car about to hit your face? Um, I would tell them to not rely on um, John Boyega to be the comedic relief, uh, and I'd also say stop using... CGI monsters um, that don't really serve a purpose. It just seems like filler. Oh, them fighting words, but that's what I would say. <laughs> yeah, the... Do um, disagree with me, the, Phil? The, oh, no, I don't, actually. It's so weird. We were talking about this on one of the shows the other day. The, how do you say that? Is it Boar de Goose? Is that right? Boar you, you Gullet. Oh, I didn't Bore hear gullet. it. You didn't hear it. Oh, it was like Forrest had taken over my microphone and was in the room. It, it feels like that hits Rogue One almost. I, I want to I want to find out how many minutes in that is because it, it feels like that is the exact same amount of minutes when we saw the um, the CGI monsters in the, the Force Awakens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it feels like it's it's like the exact like forty five minutes or something into the film. It's like they're like quick, a, quick. Uh, here, we, we need a tentacle yeah. thing. It's contractually yeah, we, need, uh, we, need, we need more stars, but yeah, it's I. It, it's, I think it's about in the same place it, as we saw the the, the the giant fish in Phantom Menace too. That just seems to be the huge <gasps> factor. For, for oh my god, was that about forty-five god. minutes in? Wow! And oh and my goodness, if, for the clone um, uh, attack of the clones, those little they save, huff- they save them for the end. No, the humped, the humped little um, elephant uh, herd that's on um, Padme's planet, Naboo. The, the giant tick. Yes, yes, the and giant then, tick. And then, and then in Empire, it's the asteroid uh, little yes. Edie monster. I used to know those I names. Think, uh, I used to know the name of those. What are they more? The, the, the they with M. I can't think of the name. They start with M. I used to know it. Monster. <laughs> That's what it would be, monster. Um, yeah, I would. I, I guess I want to see the story. No, they're not Minox. But I'm talking about the big, um, the big thing that they're inside. Oh, the actual. I was the the, yeah, well, that's I, the I dragon snake. The dragon snake. The I would tell them I want I want the story to keep going. Stop going backwards in time. Let's go forward. Let's let's keep pushing. Like Star Wars is such this weird back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I would like you know they they sort of wanted to see how Rogue One would fare before they decided which way they went in. You know if it's more standalones or whatever. And I would say. Just keep the story going. Follow Ray's story. Take a, a break, and then come back and have her a little bit older. I I, I want to see the saga continue throughout time. Hey, Steel. It's called an exogore. Mm-hmm. Exogore. Exogore. <laughs> you, beat, you beat me to it. Yeah, <laughs> My fingers were fast. Wow. Because we looked it up. Yeah, I was going to say it doesn't. It doesn't sound like that would. Um, just popped into your mind, but but Elon on in the chat room was was typing it furiously. I so can't see the, the chat contest for today. Yeah, but don't look at the chat more because no, then you're I'm allowed to. Again. Yeah. You're not allowed. Well, thank you, Patrick, and uh, get back to those sweet, sweet show notes, buddy. I'm on it. 
I'll talk to you later. All right. Cheers, man. Thanks, Pato. Still, I, now, I uh, think that they've done that before, though. Like the whole trilogy in following a Skywalker and then, you know, it progressing in time along with the actors. That's kind of been done. And, but I understand what you mean by when you go back in time. Like it just ju- it does jump over the timeline. You're recreating actors and characters that were, you know, supposed to be 30 years before. There is a little bit of a... Um, bad continuity when it comes to how technology seems to be unadvancing and then readvancing. But that's interesting. That's what you want. Yeah, like I, I'm, like I enjoy, you know, the thought of standalone films and stuff, but I think if they keep just putting films in between these two films or whatever, I, I think in the end the galaxy, like it will collapse. There'll be it'll be too hard to wedge things in and make it fit, and I don't know. I just think they like people now. Oh, let's get a film between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and it's like, why they like? Aren't you second guessing George Lucas a lot when you have to fill in all these like little bits? Like go forward or go way back. That would be exciting at all as, as well. I think a bit that. Of, uh, I think he's playing it super, super safe because Legends, well, the expanded universe then, they had access to anything. So they just went for it and there was no continuity and everything kind of just imploded. They had playing it super, super safe. See this window here. We hear a name. Let's use this person and tell their entire story, which won't actually impact the main story at all. We'll weave in their story to how they could possibly have interacted in this particular timeline. And then it looks like we're showing so much, but we're actually just kind of building out from. It's like the spider web. You've got the whole Skywalker story right in that little center, and they're just weaving it out. So it's still in line yeah. with what's going on. Like, don't take things that were novels and make them films. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, something, say, between Empire and Jedi, it just seems like that's a novel or a, or a slightly disappointing comic series. You know? Save it for so that. So far, the comics Those have been pretty times. great. The comics have been pretty amazing. And if I, I could I, see I Lost disagree. Stars, the comics, the books, the books I'll have a chat with you about, but the comics have been... I have been liking it. They haven't been going overboard. They haven't been doing run after run. They kind of do short and sweet. Yeah, I get I get offended. I, I don't... Like when Darth Vader and Luke Skywalker and Han Solo, they've just come across each other a few too many times in the comics for my liking. And I, I, I just... I like it when they go off... Like when they... In the Darth Vader comic, when they show like the machinations with like all the Imperials and Darth Vader and Darth Vader getting blamed for the Death Star and that. Oh, my God, that is the best. But when Darth Vader's got two wacky sidekick droids that just want to kill... That was the best part of Knights of the Old Republic, KOTOR. It was bloody... uh, The meatbags. A death droid. (laughs) I'm going to get butchered for saying death droid. But that's not Darth Vader. Darth Vader doesn't tolerate such... Like, he, he definitely doesn't from humans. He's strangling people left, right and centre. Don't Mendo you think that it was harnessing his previous life and he was just like, oh, this reminds me of what I used to have, but now I've got the evil version, which is all I feel these days, evil and anger. Oh, yeah, that's, like, I guess. But I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. You don't let's, have to like let's it. Let's go to our next... <laughs> I'm going to buy it anyway. Thanks. 
are on sale for Steel Wars Live podcast at the Adelaide Fringe Festival on Saturday the 11th and 18th of March with live I Love Green Guide Letters podcast directly after at the warehouse at the Producers Bar. Plus, my new stand-up show, Steel Saunders The Enthusiast, which focuses a lot around my Star Wars fandom, is on at the Producers Bar from the 14th of March till the 19th. Six shows only. And Melbourne International Comedy Festival, we're doing three live Steel Wars podcasts on the 1st of April, the 8th of April, and the 22nd. We're missing one weekend this year for Star Wars Celebration Orlando. As well as in the first two weeks, I will be doing Steel Saunders The Enthusiast, and there's also six I Love Green Guide Letters live podcast as well. You guys can get all the ticket details at steelwars.com, and yes, there are tons more live shows to be announced in the first half of this year around the world. Cannot wait. Let's go to Skype caller. Who are you and where are you calling from? Will anything go right today? Normally this is really smooth. Skype caller, you are about to get put back on hold. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah, yeah, who's that? that? Is you. Wow, I can't believe I figured it out. Um, this is Andrew Minutes from Melbourne. Hi, guys. Ando. Hi, Andrew. I, I feel like we could have saved time and just have you come around to my house and chat. But um, <laughs> what is on your mind today in Star Wars? Um, Apart from the well, professionalism of Star Wars podcasting. <laughs> um, I didn't really have a question in mind when I rang in. I was just trying to crack this Skype puzzle that has troubled me for so long, and, and I finally did it. I realised you've got to pay. Um, so that I'm, I'm really happy about that. But while I've been waiting on the line, I thought um, of something I did want to ask you, Steele and, and Maud. Um, I've sort of gotten pretty heavily into the fandom this last year or so since discovering a few funny podcasts that I like, such as your own and Star Wars Minute and so on. Um, and, and I'm really not a fan of, of heavy-handed stuff in, uh, in Star Wars. And I'm just wondering if it's only me or if anyone else out there thinks that some of Dave Filoni's contributions through the cartoons are a bit heavy-handed. And what I mean by that are things like holocrons and kyber crystals and witches and night sisters and magic and Ezra's eyes turning green when he looks at Darth Maul um, and stuff like that that for me just doesn't feel like the Star Wars I sort of grew up with and loved. Ando, what's happening right here is that we're adults watching what's technically a children's show. So it is going to be completely laced with a bunch of ham and cheese that we didn't sign up for. And it's, this is them spelling it out clearly so that the kids don't get lost. Uh, unfortunately for us, we're just like, oh, could you make it more on the nose um, if that's possible? Uh, but don't let it stop you. I, I, I do like, I, it almost feels like, again, it's this thing where they're trying to not do so much that it's going to implode again. So Filoni's got a list of things that he's got access to that he's allowed to explore a little bit more. Being kyber crystals. You know, the kids are like, what's a lightsaber? And it's like, right, we're going to spend four episodes. I don't know if you've seen the Clone Wars uh, series one yeah. where they have the, yeah. the younglings build their own lightsaber. I actually thought that was pretty uh. cool. I liked it. I didn't know that a Wookiee could have a wooden 
um, saber, <laughs> but that's cool. You know, whatever. Whatever floats your boat on Kashyyyk. Um, maybe it's, oh, my God, I can't believe I missed that pun. You would say his saber was a bit Kashyyyk. To look, Kashyyyk, get it? Kashyyyk. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Why did you uh, ask? Let's, let's, move on, let's move on from that. Uh, I, I, I agree with you on some of the points, Andrew. I bet I have to, like, things like kyber crystals and holocrons, they're definitely not Dave Filoni creations, although he has, you know, given them uh, a lot of fame. They were definitely things that were around in the, uh, the old Star Wars canon, but I guess some of the cartoony things, and this is the, the problem when, like, and, and, and the, the, the confliction in Star Wars Rebels, that they want all these adults to watch this kid's show, and it, it sort of, it creates this thing of, like, why, of, of who is the, the main target for this show? And, and you can't say it's just kids. They market it to uh, adults. You know, just when you look at Celebration, like at the big panel there. Yeah. I feel but like franchises like this, that have to appeal to such a vast audience, you're like this, you cater for a 5 to 55-year-old market is so difficult. And I think that's when a lot of the time they can't do it right, which is what we're experiencing with these shows as well. Yeah, Stuff sorry, like the green eyes, Okay, you two, in your corners, hey, time out. Hey. That's enough. <laughs> Ando, you're the guest. You go first. Still, you shut your mouth, mate. All right, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. All right. I can't deal with these <laughs> delays. Sorry, guys. Um, so, I almost wonder if it might be better, rather than trying to cater to everyone in these one particular show, such as Clone Wars and such as Rebels, which end up, like you rightly said, there's 40-year-olds at conventions or all over Facebook and social media who are watching this stuff as well. I was in a shop yesterday with a bunch of 40-year-old men looking at pop vinyls. So, you know, they've got to appeal to adults <laughs> as well. Um, and I always wonder whether it's better to do something that's overtly for kids and then something that's much more um, targeted towards adults. And, like, I'd always add to that the Lego Star Wars, which isn't proper canon or, you know, anything like that, I find a lot more enjoyable because it's just fun. Um, and some of it's actually well-written. There's some good gags in there. Whereas I've watched Rebels. I've watched every episode of Clone Wars in this last year or so, um, almost forcing myself because it's like, oh, I like Star Wars. Pun. I like this stuff. But... but <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. I just don't know how much more I can put up with of it with all the magic and stuff. Yeah, yeah some focus episodes. Sorry, the... Phil, you go. That's all right. No, the seriously, problem... you should go now. Oh, okay. I feel really bad to interrupt it. <laughs> <laughs> I, this, this delay of having me call in is killing me. The, I'm so sorry. the problem, The problem is something that Lucasfilm has created because... Maybe in a perfect world, they've got this Lego The Freemakers Adventures, which I, I think is meant to be in canon, but it's it's like a distant, it's a distant storyline that sort of doesn't affect the the main sort of saga, and they should have that for the kids, and then maybe Rebels needs to be bumped up just to a slightly bit more sophisticated level of animation or, or storytelling and like like young kids can keep up like John you know I mean you don't have to aim so low and yeah. it's it's their problem because they've made they've said this whole thing is this big unified story 
So, hey, um, grumpy 40-year-old, you you know have to watch this to follow on, and there's going to be little hints and clues for the film. So they're like when people sort of say, oh, it's a show for kids. It's like, yeah, but it's marketed to adults. And that is, it's, it's undisputable. Uh, it's marketed so, to fans. And a lot of the fans happen to be adults. I think that's what's going on as well. I wasn't so in love with Rebels as um, you on their animation. I thought it looked a little bit kitschy, a little bit kitty. Um, but I kind of, you know, you, if you can put that aside, you do get the snippets of information that it, it is worth it. Um, and the way that Star Wars, the only place that Star Wars can really provide separate content for the youth and the adults is in the books. So they've got colouring in books, they've got their young adult books, and then they've got their adult audience books. And so it's like that's the only safe way I feel that they can kind of spread the content. Okay, that's really interesting. I think, um, like, more that's a fascinating point, and I, what, I only wonder, like, because I'm a bit of a lazy adult that doesn't read as, I, as much as I should, uh, maybe I'm missing out on some good canon. But you I got in my book, have you? <laughs> I read a few of them and they're pretty good. But also, still, I think you hit the nail on the head there is that they don't have to aim so low, which hadn't occurred to me before. Um, and I think the perfect example of that is that a lot of us got into the original Star Wars films when we were tiny kids. And um, there were things we took from it as kids, but then as we grew older, there were, you know, really uh, different things we took from it. And, and you can do something that's intelligent and, and good um, and, and kids will still love it. So, yeah, that's, um, that's been very enlightening. Thank you both. And I'm not sure how old you are, and I would never dare ask, but at the same time as, you know, you're 1977, 79, etc., there was also the Ewoks cartoon that came out in the early 80s. So that was another way that they really kind of pandered to the kids, so that the kids had an Ewok cartoon that I would watch religiously. I can even hear the theme song in my head, Ichiwawa. Um, but then they had, you know, they maintained the more adult content too. So I think we're still seeing that, but everyone just wants so much of all the Star Wars content out there for fear of missing out on anything, any bit of any snippet, so that we're just watching it. What well, is probably not supposed to be for us, but it's just trended to be that way. Yeah, I, I disagree. I, I disagree on that, Maud. I, I think it is... They're, they're having their space cake and eating it too. Like they've, they've said they want people to consume it all and they've, they've, they've baited people into it. And But then the out is when it doesn't suit... You know, when they have like a goofy, oh, it's for kids. But it's like, uh, it's. Well, it is and is. I mean, the things that we're seeing in this season, like, you know, I don't know how spoilery this is, but Kanan's blind. He lost his eyesight. And a couple of times he'll lift his mask up and you can see like the scarring damage and dead eyes. Like, that's not something that is safe for a five year old, but it's still a cartoon, I guess. You're not going to see blood. Well, hasn't, um, hasn't Kane's. Kanan's blindness just really affected the character. Yes. Like, absolutely. Absolutely. You reckon? It hasn't. <laughs> not at all. Yes, it has. Episode just, and you would not even know he's blind. No, as a character. Oh, I'm talking from a hardcore fan perspective where the character actually Kanan, sure, he looks like he's got some groovy goggles now. He has been withdrawn. He is questioning himself. He has to rediscover the force. Don't you start me on that because that is a slippery dip. I will slide down, son. What episode are you up to? How they sowed that seed? What episode are you up to, Maud? You two? 
You doing it again? It's just loud because I have, I'm calling in. Maud, what episode are you up to? Look, okay, here's the fun thing. I started season three last Saturday, and then you hit me up saying you wanted to talk about those two specific episodes. And I think I've got about 12 minutes left of part two to go because I tried to quickly sneak it in before this so it wouldn't spoil it for me. All right. So, so I've seen the first so four episodes. In that episodes. double episode, in that yes. double episode that I said to watch, how did his blindness affect him at all? I, I was reading an email. Can you try that again? <laughs> oh, sorry. So in that double episode, yeah. how did Kanan's blindness affect him? Well, I was mainly referring, referring to the first four episodes, which I've only just seen. But there's, what, like five in between that I haven't been privy to? Yeah. Like, I, I think they sort of, they tackled it as start and with the episode, at the episode with the Bendu and stuff. But then after that, it's just, you would not, you would just, if you watch that episode, you go, oh, that character just wears a sweet mask. And there's a lot of characters in that show that watch a sweet mask. I, I just think it, it hasn't been the big sort of character changing thing that I would have thought. Because I think they could only really afford to do it for about four or four or so episodes because, you know, when you look at the small crew, every single one of these characters has to be fleshed out and developed and progressed. That if you kind of keep him p- pathetic, then the show falls apart because Zeb's not going to step up and be um, uh, Ezra's mentor. Ezra at this particular stage is getting so drawn to sort of the dark side. He's in a very vulnerable position um, with his teachings that you need Kanan there. Like, if that makes sense. I think they're just avoiding it. But, um, Andrew, where do you stand on the blind Kanan issue? The topic that's splitting this podcast apart. <laughs> um, sorry, Maud. I'm with Bill on this one, I reckon. Particularly the Bendu and the way they sowed that seed so early in season three after he's just become blind. And the Bendu said something along the lines of, oh, yeah, there's a way with the force to teach you to see again Look or something harder. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, come on. Like, how is that? Yeah. Did you know who voiced the Bendu character? Oh, I saw that, but I didn't know who that person was, so it meant nothing to me. Who is that again? The the fourth doctor? Is he the fourth doctor? Doctor Who, Tom Baker. Oh, right. And now that I know that, it's... It, I've I, one when you know that information and you listen to it again, you realise what a kook the man is. But he's done such a great job. I really liked that. I didn't mind that scene. I think giant kind of elemental creatures and animals that have an understanding of the force, kind of, you know, is this curveball that you're you're saying, Ando, that throws you off a lot, especially in, you know, with the witches and. The, oh, I didn't mind the Daphne backstory actually, um, <laughs> but you know, here we are, Ando, three adults. Uh, you know, definitely, I'm going to assume in our 30s, talking about rebels. So you two can jog on. Thank you. <laughs> Maud wins. Shit. Thank you. Thanks, oh, guys. God, Maud wins after all that. Well, um, thank you very much for your call, Andrew. Don't be a stranger next week. Thanks, guys. Bye, Ando. Bye. You'll see a scene soon, Steele, where obviously everyone's going to be something, oh, in homage to Mendo. I I want Mendo on Rebels so bad.
I want Mendo and Rebel so badly. Please, please, please. Now oh, he's alive, Lord, isn't he? Have... He fits the time frame. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see Thrawn versus Mendo in a in a white suited imperial face off. Can you please cosplay as Mendo? It needs to happen. I don't know if this conversation's been brought up before, but get that sweet, sweet cape <laughs> and be flanked I, yeah. as well by some death troopers. I'm sure you could figure get some people. I, I'd love to be flanked. I'd love to be flanked. Maud, on what happens is we've got about two minutes left on the stream, but the show goes into overtime. We've got two more callers. Uh, yeah. 201 and 608 that will get in bonus time. But before we get sliced off from the main transmission, tell the good people of the internet where they can see you in a slightly... There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. More professional environment than Woo! the ramshackle show we've put out today. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, you can catch me on social medias at Maud Garrett, M-A-U-D-E-G-A-R-R-E-T-T. Um, and if you guys want to join me in book club every week, uh, we're currently doing Ready Player One. I've been championing for Catalyst. I really want to cover that book. But that's on the Alpha Network. I think it's just joinalpha.com. And uh, that's Wednesday nights on a Nerdist online. That's the only thing I'm currently, I think, allowed to say. So there you go. Well, you've said so much already. And uh, well, if you want to catch to... up with... Oh, no, oh, I'll cut you off because yeah. I'm trying to defend myself um, because I'm still embarrassed. But I had to mention that I was on a book club because I just spent 20 minutes giving a book review. <laughs> and that and I need a credibility. The, that will be in the extra segment. And you can hear Maud on our We Did a Breakdown of the, the Trailer on Steel Wars and also the LA Podfest episode. So we are about to go into bonus time. We'll be on the same time next week for episode 20. And I'm going to do a secret test show in the meantime to make sure everything works. Let's go off into that bonus section. I'm sorry. Alrighty, we are in bonus time. We have got 201 on the line. Who are you and where are you calling from? This is uh, Robbo. Robbo. Yeah, Robbo! Robbo from New Jersey, Maud, is, um, no, it's is, is one of our... <laughs> kidding? ...is one of our uh, most popular and opinionated callers. So I, I cannot wait for Robbo's question and or statement. The floor is yours, Robbo. Hey, you guys. I hope you enjoyed that wild, mishap-ridden journey through the live call-in show. Sometimes technology lets us down. And if you want to stay tuned after this little sizzle, 
of things that are going on in Steel Wars land, you'll get to hear Maud introduce the show by herself and do her epic Lost Stars book review. And then after that, there'll be another little bonus section where I do a little mini clip with Patrick Bonfresco, our show noter. We did uh, a quick little test broadcast to make sure it was just a glitch on Blog Talk, which it was. So there's a little bit of extra Star Wars chat after Maud's epic book review. And if you want to be a part of next week or this week's live call-in show, my potential co-host in California has not hit me back yet, but I will give you the times and I'll announce who it's going to be on social media once that comes to hand. Friday the 20th, if you are in America, LA, it's 6pm, Central Time, 8pm, East Time, it's 9pm, Friday night the 20th. In London, sadly, it is Saturday the 21st of January, at 2 a.m. in the morning. Perth, you are Saturday the 21st of January at 10 a.m. Melbourne, Sydney, 1 p.m. And Auckland, you are 3 p.m. blogtalkradio.com forward slash Steel Wars. All the links are all over the website and on social media. And call in, be a part of it. It is super fun. Or just hang out, listen live and chat with our very fun listeners in the live chat room that Blog Talk Radio puts on while we are live. Of course, Maud and I did record more call-in show for supporters, so if you're a supporter, you'd be listening to that right now instead of me blithering on. It's uh, We went about another half hour and Robbo is back. One of our favorite callers called in with his first Rogue One thoughts. He is uh, a now infamous caller to the live call-in show, and he did not let us down in this bonus section. In fact, I think he called in to ask if we had any questions for him, which was an interesting tactic. We get a preview of Maud's soon-to-be-written Borgolot fan fiction, and we talk about the one thing we'd change about Rogue One, the Purge, and other stories we'd like to see written into the new canon, the sexual exploits going down in young adult Star Wars fiction, Woody Harrelson in Han Solo, and much, much more. And to become a Steel Wars supporter, it is $3 Australian a month, which is about $2.25 American, and you get full access to our back catalogue of full-length Steel Wars interviews. There's a hundred plus of them, and then you get all the bonus shows, like the uh, after call-in show bonus sections, and then special exclusive shows on the supporter feed. Uh, the Q&A episodes, the Making Steel Wars episode where me and Jason Ward from MakingStarWars.net hear the stories behind the stories. It is We're in our second episode and it's getting really good reviews and I love doing it. And Gonk and Steel's Trash Compactor, my good friend Tony Medina, the Gonk Droid, is back with a, uh, a definite listener favourite. Uh, me and Gonk just... Shooting the breeze about whatever happens 
that week or pops into our mind in Star Wars is super fun and it keeps the podcast going so if you want to sign up for that it's all done through bandcamp.com the link is on steelwars.com and you also get the uh, the main podcasts without any ad interruptions which uh, I know a lot of listeners really enjoy but I've got to pay the bills you guys that's why they're there but if you chip in a couple of bucks a month I don't need to do that so uh, got to keep the content coming whilst keeping the cat fed a new traditional classic is it steel wars classic interview episode will be up tomorrow as well so keep your rss feed or your podcatcher or your web refresher or your itunes account in top order and uh i'll be back in your ears then thank you guys so much stick around for Maud's book review and may that force be with you Log Talk Radio. Now I can hear me. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, well, I can hear myself um, like 30 seconds later, and I can't hear anything else. <laughs> I totally got caught out. <laughs> this is very, very hard to do. Um, hi, guys. Welcome to Still Wars, blogtalkradio.com. Um, I'm going to have to take out my earphones because I really don't want to hear me make an absolute freaking idiot of myself. I'm not sure what's going on. I've got Steel um, on Twitter in my inbox and I can see the chat. So that's something that's quite exciting. My imagination about this whole thing is that um, we talk about the events of Star Wars this week, but I want to say hello to some of the guests that are here. Hello, Adam, Carl, Judy, Ellen, Emily, guest. 1927, guest 1974, 2030, 2035, Lee, and Tom Chansky. Um, thank you so much for joining us on this Friday night. The cast during the LA Podcast Festival, where we were reading.
Now can I put my headphones in? I can't hear anything if I don't have it in. Now I'm squawking. I don't want to be a squawker. I can't hear you, dude. Oh, no. Hello? Oh, hello. I'm trying this way. Hello? I'm trying to do what I did last time. I'm trying to do what I did last time. I'm trying to do what I did last time. I'm trying to do what I did last time. Oh, I'm back on all This is the most embarrassing episode because it's just... All it is is you listening to how I prepare or warm up. Oh, man. So, Steele's, um, I've got him on Twitter, direct message, and he's saying, I think it's me. And I'm not sure entirely what that is. So, until he tells me to bugger off again, I'm going to totally hijack his show because you're all there in the chat. There's 14 of you and there's one of me. And I, my name is Maud and I'm one with the Maud, you know? So, uh, Steele, if you can hear me, ha <laughs> bugger off, mate. It's me. I don't know if you need me to add you in. I'm not registered. I don't have Skype credit. Not, not, not happening. Yes, now you totally get my um, my inner thoughts. I say bogullet and I also say um, I sing. I sing a little bit. Hello, everyone in the chat. Welcome to Still Wars' show. I am not steel at all. <laughs> um, a lot of big news happening this week. I don't know if I should get started because I don't know if he's going to repeat everything that I'm going to say anyway. Um, so I'll go to the chat um, and talk about capelets versus capes. Uh, as someone with a capelet, I'm quite a big fan of it. I'll have you know. Very cold arms though. It doesn't quite keep you warm. Don't recommend it for Hoth. Still also don't recommend lying in a tauntaun. That's another story. Adam's asking me, do I love Star Wars? Oh, it's okay, I guess. <laughs> That's why I'm here on a Friday night on a Star Wars podcast to talk about it. Uh, yes, Lee Astle, you may refer to me as Lord Maud because I am, I'm Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, <laughs> Steele's giving me permission to host the show. Little does he know that I'm going to cause mass destruction. Um, uh, Ellen Saldiver said your episode of, uh, was the best of the drunkness for the half hour happy hour. Well, Ellen, I have a feeling that you listen to a lot of podcasts. I know that I should listen to podcasts, but I'm actually really into audiobooks, which is the world's best segue to what I want to talk about for the next three minutes. I am currently listening to Lost Stars by Claudia Gray. Um, and I say listening to because it's an audible book. And when you do listen to Star Wars books, they have access to all of the Lucasfilm um, archives and sound bites and soundboards and um, everything, basically. So when you're being told about this story, it uses the best sound effects alongside with it. And it, I really think that it increases... Um, just the escapism in a way. So here I am driving my car and all of a sudden it's, you know, a TIE fighter. Not a bad deal. Um, the story is supposed to be aimed for young adults and I tend to not mind reading a young adult novel. Um, 
I find that this one is a Star Wars story that we haven't really seen before. Usually when it's a love story, we've seen Han pretty much put the, the perv attacks on Leia for a good movie and a half before she finally succumbs to the bad boy vibes. In this particular one, you're on an, a, a world, uh, an outpost in a way, called Jellocan. And Jellocan is one of the outer, outer worlds, um, well, sorry, one of the planets on the outer rim that was kind of... Uh, a desperate scenario, a desperate case where people decided to found this planet and relocate there and uh, see if it was survivable. And it kind of was, but not in a great way. Um, and the sectors were a little bit divided where you had those who lived in the valleys who were a little bit poorer. They kind of lived in the slums, I guess you could say. But, you know, they were the farmers, I guess. I'm saying I think, I guess, because it's just me. I don't have anyone telling me anything otherwise. Um, and then you've got, you know, the guy who had a little bit more money, um, the, the areas where I think they're the first something. Help me chat. They're the first something. Anyway, these two kids, all they do is look up and see all these cool spacecraft and vessels and pilots, and they're like, that's what I want to do. And, of course, in this era where it's set, it is just before um, the explosion of the Death Star, um, the Empire, the Empire has kind of planted its seeds, so obviously it is the only um, form of ruling that is in effect at the moment, since Jedi have long since passed. Because of Order 66, it took place however many decades before. Someone will tell me. I'm sure you will. Um, and so these two kids, one's called Sane and the other one's called... Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi, your manly hope. Sayana. Yes. Cool. So Sayana and Thane are kids on Jellocan and they both have the identical goal to train with the Imperial Academy and become pilots. And of course, it's a young adult novel, they're the best. They're so good. They go through this training and um, they have the best time ever and they become basically the best pilot-co-pilot duo that, you know, the Academy's seen. And it's very, very interesting seeing what the Academy is like because these are young adults. Oh, it's a young adult novel. But you see them through their training programming. And I always kind of wondered that when watching these movies. You see so many faceless men. They're all behind masks. They're all stormtroopers. And they're so lumped together. And it wasn't really until The Force Awakens where the helmet came off and you saw a person underneath it. Instantly, though, John Boyoga's character, Finn, suddenly has a rush of emotions, even though the small exposition that you get of his character shows that he's been in training since he was a child. And he's a number, not a name. And I kind of felt that it was a little bit of a, you know, does not compute moment for me when um, he all of a sudden feels so much for his um, fellow soldier who dies in battle. And, you know, I was like, but this is who you are. You've been completely programmed as a person. Um, so seeing the academy and how they train and the regiments in that, it makes a lot of sense. And I really love exploring that side of the, the empire. Um, of course, the more we get through this story, the more you realise it becomes a bit of a Romeo and Juliet story. Not quite forbidden love, but these two people start growing apart in their ideologies. So Sienna really is all about loyalty, um, a good, honest job. She believes in the Empire in the way that um, she knows that, that what they're doing will be for the greater good eventually. She doesn't see it as an evil um, hey, Maud, can you hear me now? Or a totalitarian uh, society. She sees it as, um, you know, doing the best. 
doing the right job, doing what's best for the galaxy. Whereas Thane starts seeing the cracks in the Empire's um, ruling. All right, Maud can't hear me, but and you guys he, on the chat room you know, can hear me. A, a, a helpless kind of um, society being imprisoned just because a couple of people or like <laughs> as a whole, they decided that they weren't going to completely fold to the Empire. And so they were enslaved. And he was like, I don't care what um, the Empire says. That is just wrong. And then they actually are um, there around the time of the Death Star being blown up. And it's great seeing one of them going, you know, you've just eliminated an entire planet with millions and millions of people. That was a peaceful planet. And then Diana going, but they have to do that to stop more wars from happening. And a message so great that it would end this once and for all. So I kind of love both sides of the story. I'll still try to talk to you now. No, I'm going to roll, mate. Yeah. Lord, can you hear me? Now I can. Oh my God. <laughs> you said, yeah, you go. I went. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm not sure what's happening with Blog Talk Radio. I had to call, I, I had to actually call into the show. So I'm, um, that's why I can hear you twice then. I can hear you in my ear. Oh, wait. Let me get rid of that. So Hold on. I am... Now I can hear you. Yeah, I've lost the chat. I just had a little bit of a book review. Steele, I hope you don't mind. Oh, no. I was reading. I was, I was listening to it, and I was having a, a great old time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, it was, I don't know what, what was happening at all. With this I'm, technology I'm so that we're confused. trying to master, I'm not sure what's happening either. We've tried a bit of everything. Well, not, I've tried the computer. Well, tried normally the phone. it does work pretty well, but it, it seemed like for some reason on that host line, no one in the chat could hear me. So it's, yeah, very strange. But how about we will... And I did this massive intro at the start as well, thinking that everyone could hear me but you. Well, I didn't hear a damn thing. Did anyone hear anything? Oh, I'm sorry, mate. All right, so let's let's go off um, the chat room. Do does Maud and I sound normal now? Chat room. Look at the chat room, can I? Yeah, I know, but I I can. I'm gonna look at it on my phone. I'm gonna be real tricky. I'm gonna have a not blonde moment and be right. pretty smart about all it. All right, we all right. We are hearing that we are sounding good. So oh, let's um, do it then. What's your intro? Give about, us your intro, love. <laughs> How about we restart and then we can put whatever happened at the start of this at the end of the podcast as a little extra for everyone. Oh, lovely. My book review. <laughs> oh, everyone's like losing sleep, wanting to know the rest of that. <laughs> but I, I, I think there might be weird bits where I'm, we're both, it, it records us both talking, but none of us are hearing each other. So it's me going, yeah, Maud, yeah, hey. Oh, it's very serendipitous. <laughs> Sliding doors. Let's go for a restart, and then we can talk about the uh, the book review, which you're doing a great job at. <laughs> I was I was very much enjoying. This is like the um, of everyone's life, where you look up and your producer is furiously telling you to stretch, and like to stretch for five ten minutes, and you're like, ah, fuck it, all right, let's go. <laughs> I just had that. And what was was Zelda in the room or something? There was some weird noises uh, was, for a moment but- there. What the, what do you think that was? I mean, I had a little bit of sing-along. Right. Oh, there was, there was growling. 
I thought you were going to read my mind. Um, <laughs> all right, Let's so we'll on. go. We'll 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 go for the, the the clean start. Hopefully, here we go. All right. Blog Talk Radio. Patrick, can you hear me? I can. What was wrong before then? I have no idea. That was so bizarre. Weird. We can put this at the end, and then it can prove that it was blog talk, not me. Because I have works. changed. Yeah. I've changed not a thing. I can hear. What was that like to write show notes for? <laughs> well, I had I had an original version. I had to scrap it and start all over once you got in. It was kind of like writing Rogue One, I guess. <laughs> oh man. Oh man, what's what's uh? You got any Star Wars chat? What what's, what's what are you feeling Star Wars wise? Uh, I don't know. I'm I know they're having their meeting, and I'm I'm just kind of waiting and hoping that they're going to tell us what's coming up. But I know it won't be till celebration, so I'm just getting antsy. I want to know what's next. You know, everyone got keeps G- talking about. Oh, say go ahead. You've got Geonosian ants in your pants. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like everyone's everyone's so sure that they're gonna announce an Obi Wan movie, but they may surprise us. I mean it could be something completely different. I'm very curious. Yeah. Well kinda wanna find out yeah. if they're gonna have any plans to still do the Boba Fett movie or if they're just it's completely tranked. Yeah, I don't think like the Obi Wan one, I don't want. So, and 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 the fact that they've gone back to Obi Wan in Rebels. Mhm. That's what makes me think we're probably not getting that movie. Yeah. And do you know who we haven't seen in Rebels? Boba Fett. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, I just, what we were talking about on the podcast is, like, just filling everything in. It's mm-hmm. just, like, go off some, like, go off on, into some weird directions. And and I just don't know what, I don't know, I just in my mind, Obi-Wan just stayed on that planet. And yeah, if he just stayed on that planet, like, and I know they had a book about it, but the book wasn't, like, it was... Like, it was a good book, but I don't think it's a good movie. But the Obi-Wan Kenobi one, yeah, well, That's the difference. To me, that's the difference of what you can do in a, a book that, or versus comic versus a movie. I, I don't know that I want to see a Star Wars movie that only has one planet in it. That doesn't feel Star Wars to me. And yet, I'm with mm. you. He, shouldn't leave, he should never leave the planet. So, how is that Star Wars? <laughs> planet War, you know? And I, I'm also with you. I mean, I want them. To, I, I want to see them move forward in time. I, and I'm, I think I'm done with this time period, at least for a while. And I think that can once I ask we you get a question, Pat? Episode nine. Yeah, sure. It's a bit personal. Mm-hmm. Are you writing show notes down for what we're talking about right now? 
it probably should be. <laughs> <laughs> you could write down the notes in advance. This is very, this is, this is groundbreaking. You write the show note in advance, then you say it. That's what I'll do the next time I call in. I'll, I'll write out what my question is. Just have it ready to go. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, man. Steel, I have to ask this question because it's already in the show notes. <laughs> yeah, they wait there. So let's work this out. So Star Wars Celebration, 2017. Then when's Han Solo come out? 2019. No, mm-hmm. 2018. 2018. 18, 18. Episode 9, 2019. Mm-hmm. And see, at that point, I feel like the any of the... Um, standalones they do we could fill in the gap between between jedi and force awakens but i don't know how much they would tell us about them in advance because they might feel like it gives away i don't know i don't know i think at that point it's time to move into that period but that's the thing with the star wars like how it's been set up is you know you don't want to spoil anything for episode nine so you don't do anything between episode six and seven and then you do. But then but what you point, reveal... Now, now you're moving backwards again. Yeah, and then you were just like, it's it's sort of like, well, what order do you watch it in now? And like, e- even with... When you watch 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, like, I don't actually think it works as far as setting up the galaxy and the force and stuff. I'm not really sure... It does it that well when you watch it in that order. What do you think? I just feel like you have to start with a new hope, and just I, mm. maybe that's just because how I was raised, and I can't imagine starting anywhere else. I've been trying to think if I know anybody that watched it starting with *Santa Menace*, and I feel like most people I know that jumped into it late, somebody kind of guided them through what order to watch it, and they all started with *A New Hope*. So I don't know. I don't, I don't know how that would work. It still feels hmm. like it would be the same. Interesting. Interesting. What else is going on? Pat? You been to Disneyland much lately? Um, I've only been back to California for a week, and I haven't gone yet, although I may go tomorrow. So we shall see. I'm meeting some friends in a- downtown Disney to watch a movie, and then they all have passes, so good bet that we'll go oh, to the I- park afterwards. Are you a pass man? Yeah. Yeah. I've had it for probably the last five years nonstop and then a couple on and off before then. Interesting. So where do you go? If you just if you're just going to the cinema, you're gonna see a movie with your little buddies and then you're like, let's let's just dip into Disneyland. Where do you head? For for the casual uh, local. If it's up to me, I go straight to Star Tours. That's my first stop. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the line's too long, then I'll go from we'll go right into the Star Trader to see if they have new figures, new toys. I mean, I have to take a look just in case there's something new that I didn't know about and throw down whatever money I have. <laughs> have you seen um, they've got a remote-controlled mouse droid now? Yeah, I saw it on Facebook, but I haven't been into the shop since they introduced it. kind of want to get it. Yeah, that 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 nice. sort of. Uh, what size is it? Is it is it life size or is it a bit smaller? I think it's full size. Um, and um, 
I've got a friend that works for Disney, and from now through February, they get 40% off. So if I bring cash, I can just give it to him to buy for me. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I may come home with it tomorrow. We'll see if I like it once I see it. Well, that's why they're not sold out. That That's one of the, I don't know, just one of those, you know, I would say the perfect use of the license. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, yes, that is the perfect toy. You've got like a remote control prop from the movie in that size. In the right size, like, exactly. Yeah. Like having, um, the um, like the Tauntaun sleeping bag, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, that's perfect. You've done such a good job. Yeah. Such I a want good one job. of those really bad. <laughs> I got one. I got one for my birthday. That's awesome. Not last year. Wait, was it for my birthday then? Yeah, it must have been. It was a really late... I got it last year. A very belated birthday present. And... um yeah, I'm not sure when I'll be camping again, but I, I, I desperately want to get in that thing. I desperately want. Yeah, maybe, but oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it should. Uh, I don't know because, or maybe D23 because possibly D23, yeah. Because they're, they're they're the week after this year, and I don't know. I don't. Like it seems like they want to shift stuff to that rather than to Comic Con, but I don't like as far as publicity goes. I don't think that's the best idea. But if they, I don't know how. Like, have you ever been to D twenty three? Yeah, I go. I go every year, um, but the last two D twenty threes, I was only able to go one day on the last day, and I missed everything. And I, I wasn't even there for the Star Wars Land announcement. I came home from D23 and saw the newspaper on my front porch that said Star Wars Land in big letters. I was like, how did I miss this? <laughs> <laughs> um, and what's it like? Like, it seems like it's a far more corporate Disney experience rather than the, the ramshackle Comic-Con, you know, like just all the... You know, like, I love all those sketchy booths and stuff. They have that, too. They have tons oh, of booths of they... people selling Disney stuff. Ah, so, so they do have little, independent little... stores and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they do. So it's, it's, it's like Comic-Con, just much, much smaller. So a much smaller space. Um, and then they'll have tons of, of Disney-related booths with video games or whatever they've got coming out. They had like life-size rebel figures that you could take photos with. I remember that. And then you get to the other side, and it's just little, little t- small booths of people selling stuff, like we saw when we were in New York. Okay. What about um? Do they have like you know? I'm just interested. Do they have sort of like the parody T-shirts there? Like, is there a noticeable lack of? that sort of stuff there or does it sort of slide through anyway? That's a good question. I I can't remember. I don't I don't know how how much policing they do of, of like what you can sell. Cuz I I remember hmm. like lots of the booths selling you know, they'll have one with Funko Pops, they'll have one they've got a ton where 
all they sell are Disney pins because the Disney pin traders go crazy for that stuff. And it's just walls and walls of cork boards with pins. Oh, yeah. So lots of official stuff. But I can't remember if they have any of the kind of like bootleg Disney stuff. It's <laughs> a good question. I know who I can ask. Yeah, the guy I'm going with tomorrow, he's he's worked for Disney forever, and he's one of those that if they if they were selling stuff that was blue, like he'd be he'd be really upset about it. So I'll ask him tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, uh, not so much bootleg, but you know, like just the parody. Um, yeah, that's what I that's kind of what I, I meant. But yeah, 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 stuff that's it's it's stuff that's Disney Disney esque, but not actually made by Disney. And yeah, parroting. I bet they did. I don't. I don't feel like it was really police what you could and couldn't sell. I didn't think it was. That's a good question. Hmm. But then I always, hmm. like I said, the last couple of times I went, I didn't get to because I was coming in from another conference, so I didn't get to stay very long. So I didn't see everything. I was like running up and down the the aisles trying to see as much as I could in you know four hours. This year, luckily, the conference that I always have to go to is on a different week, so I'll be able to go. It won't interfere with Comic Con or D23. The first time in a while. Nice. Alrighty, man. Uh, we'll have to catch up when I'm yeah, uh, I'm over for a few weeks before um, and then I'm back for celebration, etc. But thanks for doing this little test. I I'll put this at the end no so people have got just the proof. This is this is this is a new segment I like to call "Not My Fault." <laughs> secret show. Oh yeah, I think that show was a little bit too secret. But um, yeah, thanks for calling in and thanks for all your help, buddy. No problem. Now, now go write show you. notes about this. Absolutely. See you, buddy. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row, dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 